Okay, a little bit from uh, the Girl Next soundtrack. And this is one that you should get. Right? a few days since we've had any uh, real word here but you know the thing is is that uh, I tell people all the time 
it's just not something that you know is on it's, it, humans always think somehow even if they lose control they're still in control or they feel like they they lose their ego they're still ego operating out of their egos and um, if you're trying to you know like right now I think what people really need is they really do need a word from the Lord you know what I mean they just really need the uh, to understand what's happening and um, unfortunately the um, the uncovering of the wickedness of on, of the earth has been too much for even the most cynical amongst us. But see, that's how you can tell. Let's break this down. Benz is playing with a frisbee on my back. That's how you can tell. That's how you can tell it's a God thing because it's when it's not in the expectation of man, when it's so far beyond any kind of comprehension of man or ability to understand, when it is truly something you call evil, and when you say evil, it's almost like the first time you've used the word evil in your life. When it's so far beyond any kind of logic that nothing makes sense anymore, then you know it's God. So, the next step, okay, so you know this is God. For better for, hey, look, if it's judgment, it's judgment, okay? But you know it's God because you can't get your mind around it. Hallelujah. This is the Lord speaking. Because if it was comprehensible to man, it wouldn't be of God, not exactly, because... You see, he told us, and he gave us the key to this, when he said, my thoughts are above your thoughts, my ways are above your ways, period. So you can't comprehend it, can you? You had no idea that there, that people out there, that uh, just a swath of, you know, teachers and guys, ties on, and throng at the airport, and the school board and the school... Uh, deal and the government itself you had no idea they were that far gone you had no idea then when you saw the enforcement of pedophilia as the number one issue of all issues in the world (laughs) refuting a few people but uh of course not stanley kubrick who was uh very smart guy, and he did figure it out. And he, you know, mentioned that that was hidden, that pedophilia was hidden for you know a long time. And a lot of people thought, well, that's just with the elites, and you know, along with that, satanic ritual, satanic ritual abuse. They thought, oh, that's satanic panic, and that was a, you know, the people gullible, they're gullible. They believed it was just a, you know, some kind of. You know, conspiracy theory from um, obviously, you know, right wing wackos that believe in sovereign citizenry. 
But it all turned out to be true, but then not true enough. In other words, it all turned out to be true, but it was so much more than anyone expected that they couldn't understand anymore the world they lived in. Like something switched here, and now we're in this world. And, and that's another true thing. Something switched, and now we're in this world. You say, you know, since the advent of COVID, we've been in this world where the, the governments have lined up against the people and against freedom and against freedom of speech. And the minions that they have in, in their favor rooting for totalitarianism, nobody saw that coming, now did they? <laughs> but you have to understand it's not a surprise to the Lord. And um, you also have to understand that, you know, it's, it's, it's of God in the sense that, um, say, he allowed it. He allowed these people to be uh, hidden in that way for all these centuries and millennia. Then they suddenly came out. No, they've, they've, they've been, the, all these people that you're looking at now making, you know, flexing their muscles, they've had their circles of shame. They've had their, their guilds and their associations and their clubs and their societies they've been going along just fine there's been a constant supply of what they need but you see they don't want you to know what they need because if they were to tell you well we need blood (laughs) ultimately the world is a cannibal ultimately the sacrifices of old the pagan sacrifices of old of all the the old you know of all the old civilizations uh have gone on unfettered since you realized that the people that had you know, founded you know I had to say this about the founding but of the founding of the United States they already were crippled with in the very beginning the 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 wrong element had you know crept in in other words these were mainly freemasons these were people wanting to break away, you know, that, you know, and, and the pinnacle of Freemasonry looked no further than the Washington Monument, and the fact that they have the the audacity to put scripture in the in the top head of the penis is absolutely uh, blasphemy. It's an abomination of desolation, and you can't talk to the Ma- the Masons think they know everything, and you know. Uh, <laughs> they and and they don't obviously they know let's say what hitler knew you know and and you know hitler antarctica you know klaus schwab the the the, the actual uh they're not nazis what they are is they're a a ruling party a secret society that contained what became nazism in germany in that time but i mean this idea of of the uh, uh the uh uh, the eugenics and the, you, the 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 taking the human race to a final solution, all that, all that was in the philosophy before Nazism, was in the secret societies before, and the idea that uh, you know the bargain with the gods, you know, there's also interaction with, you know, the gods, those who fly around and portals and all this, and they've been trying to unlock all that for forever and become, you know, what they really want. And you have to go to what, what I'm helping you to understand what they really want. You know, what do they want? When you want to find out something about a character story, you find out, well, what do they really want? Okay, 
What they really want is immortal immortality. And the bargain that they've, you know, struck is that, well, they'll trade in the human race for immortality and then they can, you know, go off, you know, the, the elite, so whatever. <laughs> I now hate that word. But they can go off and hang around with their gods. They can have their apothecary. Even, you know, even everyone that struck a Baphomet pose. Let's just break it down. Fine. For the umpteenth billionth time. Uh, if you see, you know, as much as they love George Washington, he has, he's there enshrined, you know, with the Baphomet pose. Now, <laughs> you no, there was a statue of Albert Pike who called for three world wars and the wiping out of Christians and Muslims and Jews. I, I don't know if it's and Jews, but I think the, the big three monotheisms wanted it wiped out because the monotheism of you know Yahweh, of God, you know, the Almighty, uh, is a direct threat to... Um, the people now that have captured all the governments of the world and they're just ready, about ready to bring the hammer down on the real enemy of the state, which is the um, the informed citizen. The informed citizen, the person that uh, reveres truth, is the enemy of the state today. Well, you can be a Christian or not, it doesn't really matter, Jew, Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, it, it really doesn't matter what you identify as. Truth is truth. Truth is, is, it never changes. It is singular. And truth destroys the lie, which is what this whole thing is built on. It's a mirror, folks. But it always was a simulation based on a mirror, the lie that Satan is God. So from the very beginning. And if you go into your Bibles... Which I highly recommend. <laughs> yes, the Bible. The Bible has a lot of things in it. A lot of truth in it. I'm just reading in, in Job. It's like, you know, they, they, they don't believe that, I mean, they know God exists. They just don't believe that God is, you know, watching them do all their evil. <laughs> they, they just can't believe. They think they're getting away with it. They think they're covered, and so God can't see when you're covered, or, or something to that effect. I mean, they, they also try that in the churches. The whole thing is confusing because it's out of the closet now. Some people say, well, then we're marching to the end. We're marching toward an, an inflection point. And um, whether you get killed right away or you live another three months or even a couple of years, it really, you know, there's no merit, merit, there's no meritocracy in it whether you live longer or shorter. Uh, no, sorry, no pat on the back. You know, the, 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 the people that have lived to see this day today and, and don't fate into death from, there's many, many people that just internally inside themselves given up already. They just see, you know, that they're, they're good people. They're not going to, you know, be able to um, sear their consciences or become like the worlders. The worlders are actually, you know, feeble-minded, but, you know, people don't seem to understand that. And the, the power that they have doesn't come from them. It comes from you. 
you through fear give your power over to them and then they use it to kill you. And then in blood, in letting the blood, then they get more power out of the blood. But then see, the thing about blood is when they're doing their sacrifices and their wars and their whatever it is they feel that gives them power, it's only temporary. So they need more and more and more. And when you get to this point of a civilization, total decadence, total backwardsness, which will only yield poverty for the people and it will also yield failure for the elites. But the elite, see, that's another thing that you don't seem to understand. The elites are digging their own grave right now because their system, i.e. the opposition to God, is proven not to work on any level, either society, civilization, uh, peace on earth, goodwill toward man, productivity, you know, economy, uh, spirit, religion, etc. The guy they're pushing right now is this sad guru guy, which I, I admit I, I've just... It, it, it's hard not to not to you know to mock a person like that you know some kind of he's like a I'd say he reminds me of he's like a carnival barker for the for you know doing the whole Eastern thing which which beguiled all the kids back then when I was you know a kid and they all went running to India and to the ashrams and you know giving them money and you know the big one was the Bhagwan right the guy that came to Oregon and got all the Rolls Royces and guns and. That should have, that should on the surface be very obvious to people. But it wasn't. Just as, you know, the Bhagwan sold his bag of lies, uh, these governments are selling theirs. Now, um, even though Sadhguru looks a little older, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty good shaped guy. He's really not that old. I, he's got the gray, you know, frizzy hair, the long guru beard, and he wears the robes and does his thing and 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 all that. But he's really um, he was trained by Klaus Schwab. Uh, Klaus Schwab's company, you know, the WEF. He was one of the young globalist leaders that was identified, and he's been identified as one of the people to bring in the ecumenical religion, the one world religion, which we haven't gotten to yet. So, folks, there's a lot more to come with all this. And the reason, you know, you might ask yourself, well, why did Herod kill all the firstborn or all the, you know, all the babies in, in the area at that time or, the, or did uh, the Pharaoh kill the uh, firstborn or whatever? Well, why were why these killings? Uh, to prevent, because in his feeble mind, that would have prevented the, uh, you know, the, the, the Messiah from coming. So he would kill, you know, and, and there's a big thing about killing the firstborn and that, uh, and, you know, and, and um, you know, uh, he, he would kill to prevent the Messiah from becoming a, you know, <laughs> born a thing. And, uh, but he had, he had failed to do it. He had failed to kill baby Jesus. And, um, there's another there's another interesting kind of story in that as well when you apply it to today and the people trying to basically um, identify or pre-identify or, or, or bring in pre-crime it's kind of like Herod's or Pharaoh's attempting to, to, to stop the Messiah from ruling and reigning 
and coming into the fore, you know, to, it, it, even all the way back in the, in the time of, of uh, you know, of 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 Pharaoh, and, and and there are other times. I mean, you know that uh, that killing the uh, anybody who could be thought to bring forth the, the Christ, the, the the Messiah, and so now they're looking for. Well, what is the return of Christ? I mean, this is the thing that they're afraid of. So now, instead of you know killing the firstborn of this and that, it's more like kill the Christians, but kill the Jews too, kill the Muslims too, anything connected, like I say, to the Almighty, you know, to to the God of Abraham. They would say to you know kill uh, to prevent any kind of return of anything coming that they control the earth. They rule the earth, and they're in a war against God. Now, now it should be very clear, with what I've said today, it should be very, very clear um, uh, what this is all about, right? It should be very clear right now. Right now, in this conversation, we're having, we're having kind of a conversation about, you know, why it's so obtuse, you know, in your face, you know, you're, you're pronounced. Why is it so, so just over the top right now? And uh, why why is it so extreme in the part of the government, you know, screaming at Twitter that, you know, screaming, you know, basically calling the guards in to start arresting, you know, Biden's pretty much, you know, I mean, if he was taken seriously, he would be a dictator with his rhetoric. His rhetoric is basically arrest anyone who, you know, and, and anyone I suspect. So now it's Twitter. So now it's Elon Musk. See, it's not just Christian, but anybody that disagrees with the administration now is the enemy. And, and we'll go further. The FBI is completely used to that. They're so arrogant, the FBI, I just have to say this as a side note, that when they were questioned about, um, you know, the, the, the lies they've told and the bias they have against, say, conservatives... And 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 that they've 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 just had on display in front of everyone's face. They go, we only follow the facts, and that's all they say. You know, I mean, this is like in, so insanely corrupt that it's beyond redemp- It's beyond redemption. It has to be. It would have to be shut down, along with the school system and everything else. Would have to be. I mean, I I don't see that happening. I don't. I I see that uh, the real spirit of this. Of these people, unfortunately, I, he said, well, I, I just had no idea there were so many of them. I, you know, the little people, and I said, "Yes, the little people. The little people are angry, and they want the government to go full on totalitarian to get even with the the the, the people they work for, with the people that who have money, or the people that they feel have more than they do, or you know, jealousy, envy, all that. You know, it's, it's working full time here. Sin is out on display, so." And they say, well, but, but were they hypnotized? Were they taken over? Is this a beam? Is this a frequency? What, how did it change so much in just one or two years? And, you know, I think some of us, um, when I talked about the, you know, the weaponizing of, uh, you know, the, the, the communists love to weaponize the the underclass the people that are that are considered outcasts or whatever you know they're, so they're going to pick the, the various people and you know they were pushing for a while obesity 
you know, obesity acceptance and then LGBTQ and then, you know, this and that and all these other things. Well, they morphed into what we predicted a long time ago, which was that I've been predicting since maybe, you know, the beginning of the Zeph report, which was, you know, eventually they're going to, because of the dictates of the UN, they will be preaching no heteronorm um, behavior, no man-woman sex, no man-woman, no family, no none of that. And so we knew this, and I knew this from the Black Book of Communism a long time ago, and from Richard Wormbrand, and from just studies. Since I was a kid, I've known what the agenda was, and what and what the agenda was of you know web, you know of, of taking over the gay community, taking over the you know various communities of people that uh, you know, especially race, race oriented, the race baiters, they're the real racist. You know, I never really knew anything about racism until I'd been around um, people that I would just say were uh, I, I just don't want to I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but it, it seemed like like most of the people I knew that were were racist were extreme left and kind of like the way the left sort of coddles the black community and says it's okay to have abortions and stuff, which is which is the thing that killed the black power, the real black power, which would be in numbers. I don't have a, I don't care who wins and who's the top and who's had supremacy and all that. I could care less. But I have had a different path in life. You know, my life path has been I've been rejected by everybody. You know, I I mean you know what I mean? I've been uh sort of raked over the coals and betrayed and thrown into incarceration and then, you know, most of my life was ruined by the time I was eighteen. I wasn't able to have any credibility to get a job to do anything. I was destroyed in that way. In terms of being, you know, I found a way to keep going and, you know, and, and just sort of limping along, you know, crippled. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they're able to do that. They can do that with people that they consider a threat. And my sin was, you know, talking openly about, uh, you know, Shoot, I even talked openly back then about uh, alien, you know, people that were not human being in, you know, walking amongst us. Back, I'd say, in in the 70s. It's a long time ago, right? And even that got me in trouble. You know what I mean? Just wondering about that and, and also that the uh, the connection between the CIA and the, and the, quote, aliens and the space program and the lines of NASA and all that was basically... Me in the seventies, you know, and then of course the concern of over nuclear war and depopulation, and the UN's dictates to uh, limit population by pushing the gay agenda worldwide, which would cut the population, which was the original purpose, because they're obsessed with population um, reduction, and that that would be a way to do it to make, you know, in other words, to make sex fun but have a taboo that would be eventually. I, which I predicted in 2002, the taboo would be any normal relations, man and woman together, be a taboo. And as you can see, they've been very successful. And they say, well, why would all the kids follow, you know, do what they're told like that? Because well, they don't think, they think it's part of being cool. Like, like going shopping for clothing, falling in love with the same sex, 
you know, would be seen by society as cool. It'd give them a big boost. That's why they do it. And, and, and they convince themselves that they really are that way. And, you know, and, and I, as I've always said, I think if you get into the field of sexuality, I've seen just, you know, that, you know, there is an aspect of sexuality that is, you know, pretty much owned by demonic strongholds. And so when you start getting into, like, uh, fetishes, porno, uh, slavery, addiction, um, you know, uh, bodily harm, uh, snuff films, obviously, uh, you know, you, you know, the child porn, all these things that people are addicted to, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's almost like, well, there's your blackmail and there's your hold on that person. And now multiply that worldwide by billions and realize that everybody is blackmailed. So everybody is part of all that. So everyone has got to go along with the program in order to not have their crimes come out in the open, right? And that's what what you're seeing is that people want amnesty. They've they've done things that, you know, they would go to jail for, haven't they? If you're talking sex, if you're talking sex with minors, any of this kind of stuff, you know, and many alternatives. But, I mean, mainly... So that's the last hurdle for the UN. And... Um, and America's followed brilliantly because they have the media, and uh, in, in America, the media is owned by them, and also the uh, Hollywood celebrities are owned by them. So they they have a way to really push whatever they want through. So the kids conform to that because they they're told they see their stars, they see their icons, and their actors, and their singers, and their dancers, and their clowns all part of that movement, and say, "Oh, I want to be cool like that." I mean, seriously, if you've been pushing along uh, as an in, like me as an independent thinker on all these issues, I mean, I got accused by, oh, no, don't think I'm a... Well, you want to say about... I consider myself to be a follower of Jesus, but don't lump me in with the Christians. I've been rejected by the Christian church completely. So don't say that. You'd be wrong. I'm independent. I'm not acceptable in the Christian church because... I will not be quiet because I won't shut up is one reason. I will will tell them when they try to get, when they try to blackmail you in the churches so they can have a grip on you and hold you down and have you, your income stream go to them for life because you're blackmailed because they set you up. I know you don't want to hear that, Churchians. I know you don't want to hear your, you know, if you, it makes you feel illegitimate. It makes you feel like you're, you're not following Jesus. Jesus is a myth. Jesus is a complete myth, and everything is a lie. And even, but even if you were to think that way, you would still have to come to the point Ultimately, if it's all a lie, then there must be a truth. And if you decide then to seek that truth, that's where you get in trouble. But when you see the masses blackmailed, I used to say, why would the guy at the 7-Eleven be a Satanist? You know, I mean, why would he be part of the gang stalking thing? You know, because you have to be a Satanist to be a gang stalker because... 
you have to have the hive mind, which unless you're mind-linked, you can't have the hive mind unless you're, you know, in, the, in, in some organization, in some group, in, in some circle that has that going. I mean, all these, it's all formal coven things, and there is no, there's no need. It's all, it's all organized from above or from below. But, you know, they have to be able to activate, you know, members of uh, the society um, to, you know, to, 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 you know, focus that evil on someone or ruin someone's life. They have to be able to have soldiers on command. And, you know, people, they, they do. They have to be able to bring together people without a script and say, okay, here's the target. Now, how would they do that? Well, they also flip dimensions, like the Mandela. They, they can flip anything you see in this world. They can flip it and make it, um, for a, a short time, fake, a fake set, like a fake movie set, where they can orchestrate things to go on against you, to break you, to break your will, to, to make you, you know, to, to drive you crazy to the point where you have a nervous breakdown, to the point where they have to then intervene and or, and or discredit you so that whatever you're saying, whatever you're talking about that they don't want you to talk about, you stop talking about. That's the important thing. This, this mechanism of censorship has been uh, in effect as long as I've been alive, as long as there's been a United States, as long as there's been a world, there's been this supernatural censorship which is to stop anyone from talking the truth. So naturally, I mean, I met, you know, <laughs> I identified a guy in the FBI that was in the church. He was there as a church leader, but he was really a double life. He was FBI keeping dossiers on people. And I outed him because the Lord told me to out him, and I, I didn't even know. And I, what I did, when I mentioned it, to the pastor, the whole place almost melted down. And that's when they started, you know, I think plotting my, my end after that. He had to leave immediately and go somewhere else, this guy. And he told me, he walked right up to me, and goes, I don't like people that don't conform. And I'm like, uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, no answer. <laughs> and... Uh, I was like, okay, for let's see, we do worship, we pray, we do, um, you know, we take little classes on the Bible and we underline and we sponsor little barbecues and baptisms. I'd say that's pretty well conformed to the, to, the, to the mind of Christ, you know, being earnestly involved in those things. But that's not enough for them. They want that connection. And that connection, you know, it's... It's it's funny that connection. Let's, that connection is the the whole problem with the whole world. That connection invalidates all Christians who say they're Christians. It's just like in the Bible where Jesus said, "Look, these people they say they're Jews, but they're not. They're the synagogue of Satan." Precisely but it applies to Christians uh, equally to Jews. 
he might as well have been saying that because at that time, of course, he's saying Jew. But today, Jesus would say, if there's another incident, he would say Christians who say they're Christians but are not. But they're the synagogue of Satan. They're the church of Satan. Precisely. And a lot of you have woken up to, and you found that all around you was this affiliation with Satan and satanic things. And they just are going to go the other way. They're going to vote a certain way. They're voting his lead or stealing or whatever they're going to do. Whatever, whatever kind of thing they're going to set up is going to lead to mayhem, chaos, poverty. Obviously, wherever there's witchcraft, there's poverty. Well, when witchcraft rules, poverty ensues. It's just look at every third world country. They could have been much bigger than that, but they were held down by what? Witchcraft. What's the biggest religion in the United States today? Witchcraft. And what does witchcraft do? It puts the nation into poverty and ruin. Everywhere, everywhere on the earth forever and ever. Go read any, any kind of history of, of, if you can find it. It's in uh, Ezekiel, uh, where, where God says, uh, he's talking about the, uh, the, the, the women that sew armholes. He's talking about the, uh, you know, the, about uh, people that are, uh, you know, made, people that succeed that should not succeed, people that live that should not live, souls that should fly, but they should die. Other, you know, they cause souls to fly and things like that, all this kind of language. But it's all really meaning that these people, these, these, this covenant, if you will, having a grip on Israel, and the Lord is saying, he will not put up with this forever. He's not going to put up with that forever. And, um, you know, the uh, there was one series about, you know, a pagan matriarchy that was uh, had Betty Davis in it, that was in the seventies, and it it really triggered me when I was driving, you know, because uh, because obviously that's what we're all in, and uh, that's what we're born into. And it had this thing where there was a you know they lived in I don't know rural living, and uh, they had their queen and their their whole hierarchy. You know what I mean? So when when you're involved in any of this stuff, you know, you have the queen and you have the hierarchy and, you know, you, you do what you're told or you, you have you want to fight to be at a higher rank or whatever, and then there's sacrifices and there's, you know, all kinds of things that go on. But it's very orderly. It's basically a, 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 a pagan rulership that has been here from the beginning of time. And in this case, Betty Davis played, she had like a shears on... She, on her belt, she wore shears. And, and anyone that was disobedient, the men mainly, men, not women, but it's a, a matriarchy. And when the men would act up, she'd like cut the tongue out of one guy, you know, make the other guy blind. And of course, she could castrate you with those shears too. And in this coven or this cult, they would raise, a boy would be chosen, a young man that was like a perfect Adonis, you know, like godlike figure and for that whole year he'd be given everything he wanted he'd be given um you know just he'd be coddled as a king you know for that year and then of course at the end of the year on a certain moon on a certain date you know there would be a sacrifice they would sacrifice him for the good of the 
you know, of the government. Now they wouldn't. You know, my point is, it, it was very well. It really definitely triggered me. I mean, it it it, it triggered me from thinking there was no such thing as any of that to suddenly triggered into, oh my God, it's, I, you know, I was, I was on my way to Los Angeles, so I, I wanted to turn around. I, I didn't know where to go. It was everywhere. So they did this TV series. It was called The Secret of Harvest Home. And I'm, of course, like all old series, you could probably find it. It's very, very uh, frightening to me in the sense that uh, in the end, the coven... You know, this is not a coven. It's like a community. The community wins, you know. The voices that were going to out them are silenced, quite literally. And, um, you know, and uh, life goes on until they have the next queen that's going to take over after uh, after her. So it's it's, a, it's kind of a, dic- a, a queen dictatorship that is based on matriarchy and female supremacy. And um, you can see where that goes, you know, the, the, you know where the men are happily, you know, happily uh, tortured if should they step out of line and not do what they're told. The men are just treated as a little more than, you know, uh, slaves. And the women are the ones that make the decisions. They're the ones that matter. We had the same thing with the, another film that, you know, I haven't seen it. I need to see it again. I'm having trouble with this subwoofer over here that... Uh, Coming out of a Pioneer receiver, seven seven one. I've got a seven point one set up, and you know I've had it for a long time. But my sub is just not kicking in. And when I do my test of all my channels, everything's working with the sub. And um, shoot, man, that's just really. I know that's not, not a bother, but it does stop me from watching. I've got a sub in my studio. I could watch in there. But um, uh, she, where was I, Trish? I just forgot my train of thought here. Okay, the other movie. Sorry, guys. Uh, the other movie is called The Miss of Avalon. And I would recommend that if you want to really, you know, I, I feel that's pretty accurate. And uh, another very disturbing movie is, uh, what was it called? Uh, um, not summer solstice, but summer something or other. A, a Finnish movie. Okay, that was recent. Last couple of years, it was pretty uh, interesting. Not not quite as good as these other ones in terms of just you know. I mean, Miss of Avalon was pretty literal about like there'd be a certain day, a certain time, a certain moon. And there'd be, okay, that requires incest. So there'd have to be incest. Incest was a requirement on certain on certain days, you know. And, uh, you know, considered a taboo. But, but see, these things become the power days. Just like human sacrifice, bloodletting is a, is a, is a power thing. And, you know, compare that to Jesus. Okay, the blood, the, the cross, the sacrifice on the cross, the, the, the letting of the blood of, of, of the lamb. You know uh, that that then pays for the sins of the whole world for, for redemption. It's a very very interesting mathematical, uh, uh, you know, precise uh, 
contract, really. And uh, it's different from, from, you know, there's really nothing else like that on the earth. I mean, you have, uh, you have really no redemption, these other things. Anyway, these, these, uh, the Miss of Avalon, they would decide who would be king, you know, in, in this case, who would be the king in, in Arthur's court, you know, who would Arthur, Arthur be king. And so, you know, people had to do certain things. Like, if you want to move up, you might have to do an abomination that this woman or a queen in that case, or a queen, quote, quote, would say, okay, you, you know, this, uh, you know, or she would trick you into having, you know, sex with your sister, but then you'd get to be king. But then she'd have a grip on you. You see, the women would always keep the grip on the kings. So even though you thought you had a patriarchy, Arthur, you didn't. And I think that was one of the sub-premises of the movie. Well, I didn't forget the movie, but I probably was quoting it pretty good. You know what I mean? Time. So I'd, I'd probably like to see it again and uh, and see it. But I think that's basically the structure of it. I would say the same thing about uh, who becomes president and, and when when... The, the women are out there complaining of the patriarchy and all this stuff, and I, and I know what I know. I've just got to start laughing because it it's really hasn't been a patriarchy on Earth. It's been a, a matriarchy. Uh, but it's, it's a very clever one. And it really has not been a male supremacy, really, ever. You know, if you look at it from the, from the standpoint that these women are the ones who are making the kings, the presidents, the prime ministers... Uh, they, you may not be in their club, you know, as women, you might look, it might look like a big patriarchy on the surface, but it never has been. That was one of my points so long ago. And I, I'm so happy to make this point again, because this is truth. It has never been a patriarchy. The people that call it that are, you know, you just have mercy on them. They, they're uneducated. They don't understand. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing you can do about it. If they're not curious enough to educate themselves or do a little bit of reading or, or you know, studying of history or anything, then you really, you know, you can't take them seriously. Unfortunately, the people yelling patriarchy and this and that and unfairness toward women have this big women thing. And um, that's even coming from the women. You know, but it's not... Feminism. It's not feminism at all. It's of. It's appropriation by by, quote gods. You know, or fallen angels, or whatever, appropriating power, setting up the power structure, of the earth, which is uh, is actually you know, let's go back to the garden then, if you don't believe me. Well, what happened there? Okay, I rest my case, Your Honor, okay? I have never lost a court case. And I'm not going to start doing it now. I know, when they really get mad is when I start talking about Paul's, Paul being a pedophile and gay and, you know, totally into the whole, uh, you know, debauched lifestyle. And then they really get mad. Or when I talk about, you know, like I used to talk about, you know, the, the gay guys in Hollywood going to Morocco to run after the boys. Now, everybody knows that's true. You go to Morocco for the boys, right? Well, what, you know, that's their, you know, sex tourism. I mean, that's nothing new. 
Why do people bat an eye at that? Oh, that's not true. They're not all pedophiles. You're you're trying to say that you're homophobic. All gays are better. They want to have all children. You know, you say they want to recruit people. I mean, how could you say that in 1985 and 1995? Well, I, I don't know why I would say that, but I do see that there's this thing about recruiting, and I do see there's this, you know, this punching for boys. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> am I wrong? And I see that they're working hard to make that legal, right, which I predicted years ago. All these things have come out in the open now. You can't keep saying that I'm wrong if, if it's right in your face. You know, if you're right, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, great. You mean if I'm right about the uh, connection thing? You're going to kill yourself? Or are you going to repent? If you're connected to the world system in a in a you know in a you know, spiritual way, uh, or you can be connected to God. Yeah, I mean you you know a lot of people are they're, they they got they got one foot on each side. And all that. well, most people do. That's why we're trying to help them now. We're trying to help them to, you know, come to the Lord, to, to, to embrace the Almighty well, while there's still a chance. It would be very awful if we were to say, oh, you're all fine, everything's fine. When you see um, the fruit of the labor being starvation, degrading, but when it gets to you know the point of a dystopian nightmare like you know Road Warrior or something, if it, you know, as it gets into that point, which is uh, a, a self-inflicted wound done on purpose by people that you know that you have allowed to do it. When you're not going to intervene to save your own children from these predators. And, you know, from what I understand, once they get an appetite for children, there's nothing else that will do. They become obsessed. But fortunately for them, I guess, you know, there are children loose wandering all over the earth. You know, there's children, loose children everywhere. And they hunt them. And the reason they want to make it legal is it's like the final cherry on top. It would show that America has truly been conquered and now it's over. Now now they would be allowed to put people in cages and chains and starve them and shoot them and do what they want with them because there's no more... At that point, there's no more protection. Do you see how that works? Am I wrong to speak God's truth? Am I wrong to speak what's going to happen to you? Am I wrong to tell you where you are? Am I wrong to tell you what this is? It's up to you to do something. I'm not going to do anything for you. 
I really don't have that much emotional attachment to this earth. You know, not as much as people around me do. And I'm not going to start now and have, having all this evil and horror, you know, ruin my life. It's not going to ruin my life. I frankly am, you know, I mean, I'm up to here with it because I'm tired of it, but I'm, I'm like our father. I'm not surprised. We have warned them and warned them. And the people that have a grip of, of, of who have enslaved the people, the people that hold the people slavery, they couldn't be slaves unless they had allowed their free will to accept it. And, yes, even though they're blackmailed, meaning they got caught doing something they shouldn't do, and they're, they're holding that over their head like a sword of Damocles. Still, uh, the onus is on them to repent. I can't repent for them. There's nothing I can do about it. At this point, we're, we're having, having, asking people to repent before they die. I was reading about the death of Marie Antoinette two days ago. How interesting. In those days, they used to uh, put the people to be guillotined in a cart. They would carry the cart. And, and, and uh, in Antoinette's case, you know, her husband, the king, Louis XVI, had already been, you know, beheaded. And they had chopped her hair off and they, you know, they stripped her down to being just some dirty peasant woman in the back of this cart. And they tore through all the streets and everywhere in Paris, you know, to show the people they had Antoinette and she was going to her death and they were throngs cheering and cheering and cheering. And Antoinette courageously faced her fate. In fact, insulted the guy that was going to guillotine her. She was stepping on his toes and she said, I can't help it. (laughs) talk about staying in character right to the end anyway uh, and then of course she got beheaded but she she had her head up did did I feel sorry for Antoinette not really knowing that you know they 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 were in a they knew the risks I think no I felt sorry for all the people that were cheering in on. The same way I feel sorry for people when they cheer on the, you know, the, 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 the you know, somebody getting shot or dying on Twitter, and they cheer it on. Yeah, you know, it's really gone beyond Republican and Democrat at this point. It's really, uh, it's gone beyond truth and lie. It's now into some kind of mob mentality. You know what I mean? But it's very similar to the Jacobins, you know, who are running the whole show anyway. Were running the thing uh, back in uh, in France, you know, in the day, and they were cheering for I uh, like their problems would be over. And did you know that those peasants that were cheering all that on that Antoinette death, you know, they didn't get one penny of relief, <laughs> not one. No, oh, the 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 uh, 
bourgeoisie, and then after the bourgeoisie, you had the Jacobins. The Jacobins took over. They took it all. They took all the money. They took all the money, leaving the people of France with nothing. There were just new laws about, you know, you know, serfdom, you know, the Magna Carta, things like that, that you know, they had to uh, abide by. But the people lost the revolution of France. The monarchy didn't win. They were never the, the really the opposition. It was, the, the, in fact, the bourgeoisie started the revolution, not the peasants. And the peasants, predictably, which I could have predicted in 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 in, in seventeen, you know. When was it? 1789? I could have predicted in 1784 or 85. Would get nothing. Just like these throngs of masses and they're getting in the street, they, they march because they're, they're elite little, you know, the leaders tell them to, you know, they march in the street or, the, you know, against the evil pa- patriarchy of George Bush or some... I don't know what is what, what would it be now Donald Trump or you know whatever interchange whoever you want and um and all the time what they're hiding from all of you all day long every day is satanism witchcraft occultism human sacrifice and uh, you know, uh, and you know, uh, all alt sex practices or whatever that that also have that a lot of these sex practices when they're extreme have you know value. Anything that you do in opposition to God that becomes a ritual gives you power and gives you acceptance in the community because they know that and you're gonna. You've got to toe the line. You've got to pay your fair share. They love to say pay your fair share, but what they mean by that isn't pay your fair share. You know, you've got money in the bank, you owe us. We're going to raid your bank account. What it really means is, you know, everybody has to toe the same line for us all. They believe that everyone, if everyone got on the same page, we as America would be blessed as a satanic nation. The answer is, there would be no America because there's no point in an America that that wouldn't have God-fearing people in it. Without God-fearing people, there is no earth. There would be no stars. There is no nothing. There is no need of anything. Zip, zero, nada. You get it? You understand? There is no point to any of it. There is no reason to make an earth for, for, for animals, for fish. No point, no reason. There's no, re- no raison, no reason, no reason. There is no reason. There is no reason to have anything alive. So, yeah, Benson's, he's on my feet. He's, he wants to bite something. Well, 
And so when the, you know, the really, the, the people in the very upper, 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 upper echelon, you know, the uber elites, they know this, what I'm saying. Because at least, you know, they're not, you know, so high on their own supply, you know what I mean? Some of them are fairly reasonable in a certain way. But of course, they're out of the loop in another way. Some of these more reasonable people may prevail and they, you know, hold off a nuclear war or whatever. You know, they're looking at this thing and I think it's a colossal failure right now. You know, I mean, just you just blow, okay. So they're the 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 elders of the elites, some of which are not really of this world, are looking at what just transpired since COVID as an utter failure. And as much as they would like to uh, have open season on, you know, what is it? Crime, drugs, children, sacrifice, murder, mayhem, craziness, you know, bedlam on earth, Satan's playground. They know that they had more bedlam when it was hidden. When there was the rule of law. When there was there were balances between good and evil. They actually got away with a lot more. Now they fight amongst themselves. They fight, they fight, they fight. They One wing wants to have nuclear war and they want to, you know, pull the plug and kill all the, you know, kill all the energy and kill all the people and have them starve and freeze to death and, you know, because that's their enemy. They hate people. But the the wise the wise ones among them don't want, realize that they, the biggest secret of all, I will give the elites right now the key to the entire kingdom. Are you ready, Mr. Genius? Are you ready, anyone? The key to your own power comes from the ones you despise. That you want to sacrifice for power. But if you sacrifice them, you have no power source. So the best thing that you could possibly do for yourselves only would be to keep all that in place. That is, you know... um, what have we had before? What do we have? Like a video of a rule of law, this and that. You guys got away with a lot more with that because you you because Christians may not have had the best home, but they had a home. They were tolerated to some degree. And it's not just Christians, it's people called by God who may not know to call it Christian. They might not know they may know there's an almighty, but they don't know the by they don't know any any possible Think about it other than they're God people versus, you know, witchcraft, pagan, blah, blah, blah people. So there has to be the wheat and the tares. There has to be a balance. If you understood this, Mr. Genius Elite, then you would, of course, get away with a lot more. You would get everything you wanted. But then hopefully what you had wanted would then wind up to be egg in your face in the end because it wouldn't be what you wanted. But you'd be allowed to persist.
the way you're heading now, you know, you will be extinct. You are the ones who will freeze to death. You are the ones who will starve to death. And you are the ones who will fail to, you know, you think those people that are supposed to give you immortality are going to live up to their end of the bargain? Now, what would immortality mean, living in a prison like this, this sort of simulation atmosphere thing? You can't get out there beyond it. They can't show you the way because they're trapped too. So what are you going to do? How do you know all this? Well, it's based on faith. There are some things that are not written down. But one thing I do know is that God said the wheat and the tares will grow together. God also said that, you know, he is, you know, sovereign. And, you know, he will, uh, Satan realizes he has but a little time. And when the end of that time, the plug is pulled. The return of Christ is a very bloody thing. Very bloody. Because it's the marriage supper of the Lamb. In other words, the consummation of the Lamb and the, and the people of the Lamb which transforms the people of the Lamb uh, into, uh, you know, the tabernacle of the Most High God himself. At the same time, uh, vengeance by God against the wicked. And, you know, anybody that, you know, was you know, part of this anti-God movement, of course, cut down, um, and to be rendered, well, they in the end, they're, they're, did, were they ever alive anyway? You know, there's, there really is no, they become irrelevant because the things that are made, that are visible, that are seen in this world, were made for the, you know, for, for God and God's people and whatnot. It wasn't made for, you know, some, it wasn't made for antichrist. If that was going to happen, they'd say, well, go to some antichrist. Okay, now you make your own thing. You make the air and you make the water. You make, go ahead. You know, it's not going to happen, right? So God would never make that, you know, this sustaining thing is not made for Klaus Schwab. It's not made for Bill Gates. They don't have any authority over the earth. They, um, you know, so anything they do, the reason that they take the, see, if I was in that position, okay, and maybe it's good that I'm not, I would completely change course and I would make it, uh, you know, a uh, basically a, uh, I would protect God's people even if I were a Satanist. But see, that's a big stretch for them. They can't really, spiritually, they can't really chew bubblegum and walk at the same time. Can you imagine Klaus Schwab tried to grok that? He, he You know, his eyes would go crisscrossed. He would just, he would go on tilt. Tilt, tilt, tilt. I, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be able to get it. Uh, Noel Harari, who's like into like Mr. Disneyland uh, for, for, you know, you know, it's, it's uh, everything that the guy does is, you know, against his perceived enemy God. So Chimera's, uh, Converting all, all children to, you know, 
gay children, sexers, pedophile, all this, you know, all this, whatever it is. See, that's why I diminish the idea of sex. I don't, you know, sex is not a big thing. You, you know, I mean, it's 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 used. It can be an enslavement tool. It can get free will. I mean, you can you can you know, people go into bondage all the time. But it's just not. I guess that's what it's really used for is, is satanic slavery. I mean, that's what it can be used for. Uh, and you just, and if you're being pulled into that, you've got to just beg God to just please protect the lambs, Lord. Please protect your people. Please protect those that are in, in this in this bondage that you would deliver them in Jesus' name, because you don't ultimately want to be destroyed by them. Yeah, they get you by your soul, and then they. I even know of people that have, you know, are in financial bondage where they have to give money to people to prevent them from leaking the, you know, uh, blackmail out. And, right, they pay them to be quiet. You know, see, it's just got to beg. So it's better, you know, for most people coming up, I mean, they, they have a million ways to get at you. And the best thing to do is just, if if you can is to stay away from that. But see, the churches are also, you know, a place where a lot of that goes on too. And they recruit through blackmail. So I, I don't really, it, it, it seems to be worldwide, this, this issue. And the idea is every soul that they can get away from God, you know what I mean? That, that gives them, it's like a little sacrifice that gives them the power. Uh, you know, any, any sexual act that they can get people to do. Even just masturbation, you know, when you're spilling seed on the ground, right? You're throwing it away. It's going somewhere. It's not going to procreation. It's being, it's being, you know, the the seed which is also spiritual. People don't realize that it's a spiritual thing. It's being disrespected, isn't it? It's being, um, you know, and, and I understand. You know, people can say, well. You know, you can get a very base person and it could be, you know, and it's like, you know, they want to get, get their drugs and jerk their thing off and get their this and get have their orgasm and have their drunk and have their drug and have their thing. It's all about their own bodily pleasures, isn't it? Think about it. From top to bottom, it's like their drug, their this, their that, their what, you know, their, their you know, and it's it, they just are what you call carnal. They're, 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 they're earth dwellers. They're there to, you know, pleasure their bodies, and you know, and uh, and their egos, and they and they they get in these circles of, you know, of of of, of others doing the same thing, and that you know they become a, a thing, and um, versus people that want to go spiritual, who then you know give up uh, things like. You know, sex and, and you know, gluttony and, and and sin, like you know, jealousy and envy and all those things. Try to be, try to walk a pure path because they can see there's benefits. They can see they're not just a carnal being that are there to you know to slaves to their testicles or slaves to their to their bodily functions or you know or that's all they think about. Well, we were 
we were made that way. But the real person isn't the bodily pleasure. The real person is almost the, in denial of those things, emerges the spirit. The spirit is eternal. The spiritual realm is is the real realm, and we are the reflected realm. So if I identify with spirit, then I identify with eternity, then I identify with the Holy Spirit, I identify with, I can't quite see everything because I'm you know, blinded here on the earth, but I can feel that it's there and that it's real and that there's a, you know, there's an ascension that I will do at some point that I can't do if I'm just all busy with my ego or with my, my whatever it is that I'm busying myself with, like most people. Some people get off and go into uh, gambling, you know, go to the racetrack, or they, you know, other people, uh, you know, on, you know, you know, various sins, or other people, you know, they find out what those sins are, those weaknesses, the world does, and then, they, of course, they try to get you that way. How can you strengthen? I know people that have were very carnal, that they went very, uh, they become kind of like monks in a way, and they don't care if they're laughed at or whatever. They just uh, they get a lot of comfort from the Lord, and they get a lot of comfort. No, they know this is temporary. They know they're going to die. And they know that if they don't make provision for their death, that is provision within their souls, that they would be lost or recycled, which would be worse. I mean, can you imagine endless recycling in this thing? Endlessly. Tortured, right? Just tortured. Now, we have to accept that, you know, we were... I look at animals, you know, and animals... Uh, animals don't really have fetishes. You know? <laughs> they don't have a lot of this. This comes from self-reflective consciousness that God gave us, you know. It's, 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 it, it comes from, you know... It, it's, it, it all goes back to the God, did God say you couldn't do this? Oh, just try it. You'll like it. Oh, oh, I'm addicted to it now. I, I can't stop myself from doing it. Yeah, do it more. Do it more. Try this. Here's it's a little naughtier, but you know. Okay, you know. Uh, now I can't live without it. I better make it secret, so people still think I'm. Well, why would you want them to think you're a Christian? They should just look at you as a. Pleasure seeker. Nothing wrong with that. I just have to need a boat. I need an airplane. I need, a, I need that Armani suit. I need that... The diamond ring. I need that. In actuality, we're all leaving here. All these... Material things or perks or whatever you take a look at, they might help, you know. It's all nice. People are naturally designers and creative and they want to design. They live in places, they make them nice, and that's all fine, but you're leaving here anyway. Don't get too attached to it. You're leaving here anyway. So we must, you know, we're going to reap what we've sown. So if we're sowing to the spirit, we reap eternity. If we're sowing to the flesh, the flesh, is, as the apostle says, the flesh profits nothing.
because you can't take it with you. It does, there's no such thing as self-improvement. Whatever you don't like about yourself, no sense in covering it up. You know, you, you work on that the best you can. I mean, mine might be being a little short-tempered, you know, a little, uh, you, you, you know, hot off the handle, a little, a little reacting, a little, you know, uh, too harshly sometimes the things that are no big deal. Um, I don't like it. No, I don't like that about myself one bit. Uh, not at all. You know, um, when they kept, you know, or, or thinking in a linear way, like, like thinking about our political problem in America in a linear way. Republican, Democrat, uh, you know, liberal, conservative, left, right, and you know, and, and, you know, hatred, charges of racism, this and that, and the other thing. No, I, I tend to not want to be involved in, in any of those conversations, and I am willing to forego. I, I don't really, you know, care that much. I mean, what I mean is, I'm not really attached to the earth that much to where. When I care about things on the earth, I really have to, you know, make myself much more materialistic. And then I really, you know, my, how dare you, you know, I'll get even, you know, Twitter. And I tried out Twitter again. I've have, I've had, I have another account. I've got a Zeph Daniel at Twitter. I don't even know I had it. I had uh, another one called Z Media Worldwide on Twitter now, and I just kind of signed up for it. I've been kind of commenting a little kind of snarky with Biden and different things, but it's not me, folks. Sorry, you guys out there. I mean, I don't mind putting out announcements of, you know, something we're doing, the Quantum Devil movie. It's going to be, uh, 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 it's being delivered now, but it's going to be out early. I think it's first quarter, uh, first quarter of 23. And uh, I think you guys will really like it. So... I want to talk about that. I played a little bit of the score today from uh, Girl Next. Uh, just a couple of rad. Just wanted you to see the quality of the music because I am tasked with the, you know, what I've got to do is I've got to uh, publish that record and um, also with the tracks that I contributed to the movie. I think I contributed one, two. I <laughs> Well, the Desert Dweller one, that was, that was Keltron. And, uh, and then the other one, uh, I did, you know, that was just used as background music. But, I mean, I think it worked fairly well. And I, I didn't recommend any of it. Larry picked it all. I, I didn't, you know, the one that he ended up there with the programming part, uh, with, the, with the kind of a little homage to Clockwork Orange, when he put that that music there, I was embarrassed about. I actually, um, at one point, I wanted to uh, just throw it away. I, I, I felt it was so evil because I was, you know, I'm the voice of Satan, you know, and I'm I'm trying to tell. I want you to expand, <sighs> expand your consciousness. <laughs> I am God. There is no difference. Ah. 
Expand until you are the creator of all things. <laughs> but we were using, you know, theoretically in the movie, the injections that Lorian was getting were DMT, which, you know, which is, yeah, along with a lot of other hallucinogens mixed together in Heinrich's own formula that would take you to another world. And, and that's what he was doing, is trying to make her into a Sophia doll. And uh, she turned the tables on him. Pretty, pretty good. You know, blew a hole in him with a shotgun so big you could see the wall. Be- you could see through the hole in his chest the wall behind him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! They're going to be um... okay. I got to stop talking about the world. You know, look. I don't have, I'm not really feeling completely on the earth. You know, and, 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 you know, you could just call me crazy if you like. If you want to be really carnal, then I would appear very crazy to you. And that's fine. I don't care to defend myself. I, I don't, you know, even in the documentary that, that, that really Larry directed and wrote, and I was in, along with Trish and uh, various, uh, you know, famous, you know, horror people, I guess, talking about the film Society, about the guy who wrote it and the conditions under which I wrote, psychological condition in, in which I, I came to write it. I think that was the, 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 the gist of it. Um, I don't really care what you believe. If you don't believe there's satanic abuse, if you believe that that I made anything up, you're, I, I'm fine with that. If you, you know, I'm not sure anyone around me believed me anyway. When I was trying to explain to them that they, you know, the whole point was of all this quote therapy and and, and, and you know basically incarceration and you know, rumors that I was dead. All this stuff they were doing was all about silencing me. And yet, I came back to the surface again, you know, somewhat later, and wrote, you know, kicked off society. And admittedly, it was originally a satire about Beverly Hills, uh, where the, 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 the child in the family gets, you know, sacrificed, or that's the plan. And then, it, you know, other people collaborated, and we kept re- rewriting and writing it always was the same thing, though, about a, a boy in a family that was raised to be sacrificed in a, uh, you know, in a, in a, a ritual. Also, my early version had cannibalism and some other things, but, you know, basically it was uh, always a satire. I see in the wiki someone wrote there was a slasher script that that it was turned into a brilliant satire. It was always a satire. That's not right information. It was always a satire, uh, you know, and the, the characters were, you know, always the way they were. And, be, you know, the, the addition was the, the shunting at the end, a term I invented, shunt, which is um, basically, if you go back and look at it, you know, if you feel like it, it's um, to, to shun from society and to hunt. Together it says, it makes the word shunt. And that's basically 
Uh, I'm the only one that will say that because I'm the one that came up with it. There's a lot of things that, you know, people say about, you know, other people and are right. So in a way that, you know, but I don't care what you believe. If you believe in satanic panic and that was all fake, it was all some kind of conspiracy theory of the 80s, have at it. My my memories go back to childhood, like four or five years old, unfortunately. You know, and so it's my testimony. If you believe it or not, you know, I, I don't really care. Same thing with the Zeph report. You can believe it or not. Believe it or not. Um, I struggle with it every day, being a, a human on Earth. You know, the the idea of you know consciousness meets body. I look at all kinds of people, their lifestyle. I look at, like, the people trying to be your spiritual leader, like Sad Guru, who's out playing golf, and he's talking about he's in bliss every day. He's so happy he doesn't know what to do with himself. And, you you know, just trying to show you that you could be happy every day, too. You could be happy every day because that's how they trained him at the WEF. You know, he's not pushing what the gurus push in, in, in Hinduism. He's pushing this happiness, bliss thing. If you could only detach from the world, you could be so happy, you know, based on some of those principles. And, I, well, you know, I can't I can't go through this again. I've gone through this with the Maharishi and then, you know, the Beatles and then, you know, basically the, the Siddhas and Muktananda and then his uh, you know daughter or whatever. And, um, uh, you, you know, the, the, uh, the Bhagwan... I'm enough already of this. You know, you're not happy. That's why you're going to the gurus. That you might be happy. And they say, well, all you have to do is pick up this rake. And you rake and you rake and you rake. And the more you rake, the more happy you are. You know, the more you clean my ass, the more happy you are. You know, it's just, we need to find a way to make the people happy. Along with eating the bugs, they need a spiritual leader to make them have bliss every day. So in comes this guy that they trained at the WEF, who comes from India. And he's now got this bone that's very sharp. He's got it on my knee now. Do you have to do that? He's really, you know, we were gone for a few days down to uh, Texas, down into the uh, South Padre Island there. It's fantastic uh, weather and time, and, you know, but we just got out just in time before these tornadoes. Anyway, the bottom line is that uh, he really, he hadn't been away from us, and, you know, we adopted him as a little puppy. And uh, apparently he was heartbroken for the first couple of days, and I could feel that. And then when we got back, he's been like, you know, just closing in on, you know, like he just loves to be on my feet and cuddle around those feet like he did when he was a puppy. But I'm saying, you're too big for that now, Ben. You're not a puppy anymore. And yet you're still acting like a baby. But I mean, he's, it's the cutest thing, though, you know. Puppy love, you know, dog love. It's, um, I just hope to never let him down. I hope he never gets hurt. You know, I just I just feel like I need to protect him, you know. And same time I need him to him to 
go play with the other dogs and, and run and do what he does, you know, have a have a life. But then again, I see life ticking down on me and Eli and, you know, just yesterday I was 10 or 15 years younger. I don't really feel any different in the spirit. I just feel some things have become more clear, I think. Well, I never really reattached to the world, you know, the way I might have had I not had problems. But I had problems, remember, because I was a a misfit. You know, I was not uh, behaving like the elites in their country clubs and stuff. I was, I was kind of a radical. I was pointing out their hypocrisy and, you know what I mean, I was, you know, basically calling them hypocrites themselves as, a, you know, and, you know, you know, paying for people to be nice to them and, getting their limo rides and their, you know, I mean, I, I did, I, well, you'd be very proud of me. I would, I, you know, I got myself in real trouble doing that and eventually led to, you know, uh, you know, talking about being abused and how that's, you know, it's protected and they, you know, try to, you know, there's the, and all I can say about the whole thing is, well, the secret of the open, you know, pedophile networks and, you know, perversions and organized crime and inside deals, insider trade, all this stuff that elites do, you know. It's um, the protection of them is layered in so thick that usually when people speak against any of it, I mean, especially the, the deeper stuff, they, they wind up eliminated. You know, it's, 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 you know, not any stretch to understand that now people who just oppose them at all wind up eliminated. You know, point out the obvious hypocrisy, you could wind up eliminated. So they get very, very irritated when, when they're called, you know, by certain names and, and uh, begs the question, is it a rule to be elite, to be wealthy? You have to, uh, you have to become one of these people. And, and the answer is, well... I, I I don't. Maybe so, or you know, if you don't care, I, I you know I don't know because I think there's been people that have been had fame and had influence that were not bad people, you know, and and who didn't strive to be famous or rich or whatever. They they became that way because they provided something to the public that the public wanted and, and uh, you know, they, they were very fortunate that way and and they didn't sell out, you know, to, 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 to have it. Maybe they could have kept it longer had they sold out, but I, I don't know. I, I see them and I see them wanting me, they want me to give them a pass. Like I matter. I don't matter. That's I, I, it, I don't matter. It's not about me. I mean, my path to where I am today is very peculiar and very different, and it was also other people's intervention. I, you know, whatever happened, it, you know, there was no normal path, so there was, you know, so I'm different still. You know, you see what I mean? There is no going back to make up for something that never happened in the first place because there was no comprehension. To me, everything was black and white. You know, it's just like good, that's evil, that's. And, you know, you can't see it that way if you want to be 
a part of their, you know, of their deal. But at the same time, all of our souls yearn for us to be, you know, to be pure before God, to be redeemed, because we feel dirty, you know, just out the get-go. I mean, I do with the flesh. I yearn for the flesh to be gone. At the same time, I don't want to throw away the opportunity to try to be a, a better person despite the fact of having flesh. And my flesh wants to, you know, do all kinds of things. And there's just, a, there has to be a governor on there, and the governor is Jesus. There just has to be help from the Lord to, to not fall into, um, you know, tremendous, uh, you know, pitfalls, potential pitfalls of sin that are out there, particularly the, the addictions, particularly the addictions out there. Uh, but then again, you know, my mind is, I guess this is the, 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 the rift. The worlders say it's about the here and now, uh, deriving as much pleasure as you can from the situation. Make your lemons into lemonade and make the world your oyster. And that's, you know, and have the freedom to do so. Well, that's not what they want now. They want to lock everything down. So, you know, but I understand that mentality. But it just, when you see the other side, you can't just keep adopting that, that, that this is the end all and be all because you know it isn't. And the beauty about that is there's great expansion coming, great comprehension, much more, uh, much more to come unless we adopt a philosophy that this world is it. And then you might as well grab for all the gusto you can, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. You know, take that approach to wanting to be a winner in the winner's circle all the time, and you'll find that the list of transgressions against God has grown to a list that almost can't be repented for it. It just goes sky high. You know what I mean? And it's like um, the first tenet, the first tenet of wisdom is fear God. Don't fear the one who can take your body. They could kill me, they can kill you, they can kill anybody they want. You could just die for any other reason. Anytime, any day. But fear the one who can, who can destroy your soul. Satan cannot destroy your soul. He can get control of it, take it from God through your free will consent. But that's, that's, but that's about it. I mean, but that's enough. There was Laura Logan, uh, uh, who used to be called a truth uh, journalist. Now they call her a right-wing racist bigot, whatever they call her, you know, what old names. But anyway, she um, has always been pretty, pretty cutting edge, you know. And she said that the the the, the, the torturing of children, you know, the, the preying upon. Children is really preying upon innocence. It's basically to hurt God, to strike back at God for giving people free will and a body and a and a, and a, and a you know you know the ability to seek pleasure and then punishing them for it. So it's like a war with God because you know it's like they have to have this right in their face and then they have to say nope and that and so they're mad. That's not the way it works though. Most of these people have every pleasure they can think of on a daily basis. 
It's that those pleasures don't work anymore. They don't really give pleasure anymore. They're tired. It's boring. If you give me the same dessert every day, you know, that I love the, what kind of, what, what is it, the, uh, what kind of dessert do we like? We like, uh, I like yogurt and berries, let's say. You know, vanilla yogurt and berries. You know, ex- excellent. With a little monk fruit sugar. It's, you know, a little bit low carb, but it's delicious. Okay. So you give me that every day. Eventually I get tired of it. You know, or, or you know, you get a, you know, you get a, uh, I don't know, whatever other pleasure you could have. You, you get, uh, um, People that go, they're sex addicts. They go for sex every day. That's not enough. They have to go for something a little more taboo. That's not enough. They have to go for... Eventually, none of it works. Then they get to the point of having to have, you know, snuff films and watch people die in order to get off. I I hate to put it that way. I'm sorry that exists, but that does exist out there. And those are people that started as just sex addicts. And they wound all the way up at uh, needing to see somebody die or someone tortured in order to then get their rocks off, which is absolutely um, not just bondage, but now it's evil against innocence, against God, and, and they're entrapped in this trap they can't get out of because they they have to fight their own loins, and they sometimes the flesh being weak, they get overcome, and then they do it again, and then they're sorry, and they hate it, and then, so they go to war with God because, well, God, why would you put me in this situation? And they blame God, and that's all of the, you people in that category have to go read the book of Job and understand it. Stop getting mad about it and just understand it. Well, I hope this helped. Uh, those of you fighting the good fight, the main fight's within yourselves, right? Exactly. It's not with other people. It's not with Joe Biden. It's not with you know whatever they're doing. You know what they're doing socially. They're trying to push the satanic agenda on everybody and have everyone accept it. If it were me, if I were the ruler of this world, I would have a billion times more power than any leader that has ever ruled because I would incorporate reality into it. Both sides. And by doing that, you get a lot more with uh, honey than you do with vinegar, let me tell you. Yes, they would be invited in like in the Venus flytrap, little by little, until they got so far down the two, so far into the to the to the uh, trap that they couldn't get that, and their wings got heavy with some kind of dew, some kind of thing on their wings, and they, they couldn't fly back out anymore. And the flies got trapped in the plant, and the plant eats them because they got. Tempted in little by little by the sweetness of the plant. You see. But don't, you know, I hope they don't listen to me. Because <laughs> this way it's like really clear, right? You know, you're just like, hell no, I don't want my kids to go through that. Hell no, I don't. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a sinner myself and I've fantasized about this and that. And I've done a couple of baths, but I don't want to go anywhere near where they've gone. And I don't want to be subjected to what the kids are. And I'm not going to just go gay just, just to get in the cool kids club. You know what I mean? I'm not that shallow. And certainly I don't want their, my son's genitals cut off because some you know third-rate teacher at school, some pervert convinces him that he's a girl. 
when he's like eight years old, which is just a ploy to, to you know, you know what that is. That's teeing them up for the uh, for the predators. You know, they like to keep those. <laughs> you would. I'm not going to describe. It. It's disgusting. But I wouldn't. You know. You know, I don't want my kids subjected to that. I wrote a song called Vigilante. I should probably get it. You know, it would horrify the people that are pushing for all, pushing for everything to be legal at the, at the, and then bludgeoning people that disagree is the way to actually lose. The way to win is to, is, is to invite, the way to lose is to punish and shame them. The way to win is to invite them in. And, uh, Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Who knows if... Because they have leaders. They have leaders that are telling them no nuclear war. Stop pushing the perversion to the point of, like, you know, alienating everyone. They're going to start trying to appease. Yeah, they're going to start trying to get balance back. And, you know, wheat and tares are growing together. And it's... An, again, folks, it's an individual struggle. More than anything. I don't really matter, ultimately, but, but I matter to God in the sense that, you know, in, in knowing God is there, I want to try to be a better person, right? Just knowing he can see. And I have a little scripture I, I pulled. <laughs> wow. Supposed to be redoing the sound light today. And here it is. It's in the book of Job. Um, it says, Why, seeing times are not hidden from the Almighty, do they that know him not see his... <laughs> One more time. Why, seeing times are not hidden from the Almighty, do they that know him not see his days? That's what I started with with this uh, talk today, that everything you're seeing is incomprehensible to, to good people, to decent people, to people that are, you know, they may not be perfect, they may be immoral in some ways, but uh, it's, it's too much for them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like hardcore, okay? And it's so massive, the unleashing and the, and the, the little minions running around and how many there are. And it's so massive that it's incomprehensible to some. And that's how you know it's of God. You know, and, they, and the answer is they're running around now in the open because they, they don't see that he sees. He sees what they're doing. I didn't think, folks, that I would ever be here having to talk about preventing genital mutilation of males, of boys, that I would ever have to mention that. I never thought in a million years that they would be so arrogant as to con kids into this stuff, knowing they're going to have um, just the mental health aspects and, of course, the suicide you know, they, they learn how to cover up suicides with vets, you know, with veterans. And um, they're just, you know, you know, just going for the sheer amount of, 
I mean, if you're going to spit in God's face, that what they're doing is pretty much that. And that's an approach. Even if I were one of them, I would never take that approach. Because I, in order to get away with maximum evil, <laughs> believe it or not, they're not getting away with what they used to get away with when it was covered. I'll leave, it, I'll leave it at that, and we'll see. What I wanted to play on the way out... Uh, you know, I'm going to have to make some more music. I'm, I, well, yeah, I think maybe we should go with something more comedic. Jeez, um, you know, isn't there? Why do my songs end up missing? That's what I want to know. It's because I'm in the cloud. <laughs> The cloud comes and the cloud goes. <laughs> um, where's my desktop thing? Let's see if I can find anything. Illuminati Horror. I've written hundreds of songs. Um, yeah, where's that? I don't have that one. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm... Um, something different, please. Bob deified. <laughs> Here's something really crazy. From our friend Michael Donahue. Ah. I'm here. I'm here, Ben. 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 Get over there. Okay, let's see. That's not ready to go. Um. I, what I would do on this earth is I'd probably reinstitute liberal arts education in colleges. I know there's some of it still left over, but uh, only because he, they read books. You know what I mean? Philosophy and you know literature and just you know you know liberal arts education, so that. People understood, you know, Western civilization or how you got to this place. Because, you know, I would tell all the most hardcore woke people, every, everyone's evil inside, including you. We're all evil. And we fight against it. But, I mean, we have a... Um, it, to, to understand what the battle's all about, you've got to... There's just some basic things. That I, I, I don't know. I, actually, I, I scratch that. I'm not really... Uh, anticipating what's that uh, I used to have hmm uh, how long does that go what is it hmm. 
Uh, okay, this will work. This will work. The the puppet song of Kelly. If I could. I guess the problem is it's not really down. Oh, it is down. Okay, forgive me for. <laughs> Desert Flyer. There you go. What what happened to Desert Flyer? Did it go in there? No. Ah, uh, sorry guys. I'm just not becoming more and more inept at this. Um, I just found a couple of songs, but they're not letting me. Okay, I guess we'll have to go out on this one. Come on. I'm not really... Ah! Okay. This is really sound effects, but uh, this is what I used to do a long time ago. Start to control.